Hello and welcome to the 90 Minute Cynic Podcast. I'm your host, as ever, Louis McCaffrey, and tonight I'm joined by three Chrises. Um, it's a treble of Chrises. First up, Christopher Bowd. The Invincible Treble. Indeed. Um, Christopher Gallagher. The Invincible Treble. And you get to be one of the shiter trebles. Um, you can be the second, the second one of the rats reign. Oh, that's, that's disappointing, but I'll take it. Still a treble on it. Not as good as the first, but... Uh, and Christopher Somani. Any treble but Alex McLeish's treble. Well, since we've started speaking about trebles, I think we'll just start there. <clears throat> trebles in the bag, really, isn't it? Wow. <laughs> I mean... Don't, don't Kieran, Jesus, don't Kieran it. Yeah. I, I don't, mean, you remember that in the dial yeah. season? They carpooned it. You've harpooned it. No, but I'm no harpoon, so I've no harpooned it. It's in the bag. It's in the bag. First <clears throat> one's in the bag. Um... <laughs> Um, no comment. <laughs> so good. this obviously this weekend we've um, you know we've you remember, basically wait, got, wait a minute right like before you go into the pleasantries and stuff like that <laughs> yeah. do you remember you know this is just an Fuck extreme example of you flip flopping do you remember you earlier in the season <laughs> hold on, hold on. Ah, do you remember earlier say? in the season get more they're on tricks man no the trebles in the bag <laughs> you were saying the same thing barely thing. by aye but I didn't see the trebles in the bag though did I oh so you've still you still think get them out. <laughs> Aye, not them all. Come on, no, no. I'm saying, come on. I'm saying we've got a chance of the treble. I'm not saying it's Get in the bag. Get your feet into the flip flops. It's good to be here. <laughs> um, Plenty so of room with your feet. <laughs> Don't know what that means. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> That's a bit weird. Chris. Um, it's got lovely feet. <laughs> moving swiftly on. Um, yeah, I suppose before we start talking about football, we should promote the promotional things. Um, iTunes, uh, Patreon, <laughs> the website, <laughs> the Flipboard. Uh, give give Apple a wee like because they need it. Yeah, from what iTunes. Stephen Russell did a full tactical breakdown of the last couple of games on the website. Marking very very good. Um, Ninety minutesynic dot com. Check that out. There are links on Twitter and Facebook as well. Um, really really good article. Really great writer. Have a look. Patreon dot com slash ninety minutesynic. Um, if you want to sign up to a daily full time Celtic service, um, I believe you've got a discount. Sorry, <laughs> I'm just joking. Can Jesus Christ! Um, check that out. Uh, we get new stuff coming out um, in terms of in our we shop thing soon as well. So look out for that. And uh, yeah, that's it. Live show on the twentieth of November. That'll be available for the patrons a couple of maybe a week or two afterwards. So check that out. Should be great fun. And uh, yeah, thank you. Thanks, Louis. Chris. Louis. Thanks. We did, um, Alan and uh, Barry Gallagher did a really good uh, feature on Sunday on, uh, it's their Cynic Chronicles and it's four days in time and it was the Hearts game um, at, under John Barnes, the Hearts game and then the Inverness game, the last two games. Uh, it's fantastic listen, really good, but I had to sit and watch us squander a 2-0 two nil, two nil lead um, against Hearts and lose 3-2 and I remember being at that game and it was horrible. Who was it presented it? Uh, Alan Edgar. And? Uh, Barry Gallagher. Super Barry goes ballistic. Alan is atrocious. Sorry, wow. Alan. <laughs> That's really wow. That's really rude. There you go. I was going to stick a knife in, but thanks, Pete. Yeah. Um, you do try to manufacture a beef with with them two, don't you? Aye. Why? There's only one duet in the ninety minute cynic. We've got we've got no other double act to have beef with. That well, might change. Sorry. Beef is good for record sales. It is. It is. Me, me and Bowd are kind of a. Joe, although he is the fu- he would be the first to stab me in the back to be fair. So. Yeah, it might have already done that. You would Sean Michaels <laughs> me right through that fucking Marty Jannetty style window. Anyway, so this past weekend we have uh, we've basically placed one hand 
on the Bedfred Cup. <laughs> the other hand is just kind of doing something. I don't know. Something just else. patting Rangers in the head, yeah, like dismissively, aye. like yeah. hey, just kidding them on a wee bit. Um, so we played Hibs, a Hibs team who have obviously been on a very poor run of form, um, and since after the game, uh, Paul Heckingbottom has been sacked. Um, revenge. Indeed. Um, but a game that we ran out uh, kind of comfortable comfortable winners in the end, 5-2. A game that I thought at times, um, I thought we were pretty menacing going forward. We hit the post a number of times. Menacing. I thought we could have... Someone's got vocabulary, um, toilet paper of the week. It's not a big word, Chris. It's for me. Um, Did you hear what he described it as? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Um, but yeah, no, it was a game that scored five goals. I think we probably could have scored more, but at times kind of took our foot off the gas. So, Manny, what did you, what did you think you were there? Yeah, I was there. Um, fantastic atmosphere. I think the kickoff time helped everybody along. Um, it was more half five kickoffs, please. Um, but yeah, no, I'd, I thought we were in control from the start. I think once we scored, we. As you say, we looked so menacing. Oh, it's a good word. I'm going to use that throughout the podcast. Looked so menacing going forward. The goals we conceded as well, I mean, they were daft, but I think it was more due to lapses in concentration as opposed to any sort of swing in the play. At yeah. any point Individual in Individual mistakes. It's, yeah. it's phantom yeah. menacing from Hibs. Phantom menacing, correct. Very good. Very He's good. on form. He's on form tonight. I think at any point had the we've been in danger, we had another couple of gears to step up. I think what was so pleasing about it is we scored five, could have scored more, and I don't even think we were close to how as good as we can be. Um, it was just it was a, another display of how frightening we can be going forward, um, and all praise is due to Neil Lennon. Indeed, about the atmosphere at uh, Hamden, obviously not a place that we've you know we as a team we've been. You know, very successful there in recent times, but as an atmosphere and as a stadium, I think we'd all agree it's probably not the best. But it looked as if it was cracking at the weekend. It was bouncing. It was bouncing. And to be fair to Hamden, and I've said on record, I want it knocked down. But um, <laughs> to be fair to that it, thing, I want dead. Yeah. <laughs> but there are decent seats in Hamden. It's just behind the goal. You've got fuck all. It's like yeah. terrible, terrible. Low down behind the goal is yeah. you can't kind of see in. Yeah, um, terribly built and designed stadium. But well, it's probably one of your dads. But, uh, he didn't. He didn't well, yeah, okay. that, That's the problem. Uh, well, thank you that's for giving him a massive <laughs> disparaging comment and then trying to praise him all that's within it. the same. So this relationship works. You just got to treat him keen. Treat no. him keen. Oh, oh for fuck's sake! What did you think of the game? But I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I very much agree with you. It was. Uh, it was. It was excellent. And when they scored, as you, you didn't. The fear was we aren't going to absolutely horse them unless we get another goal or two. That was it. You weren't like, oh, I'm afraid Hibs are going to come back and do something because we were just we were too good. You yeah. could see we had them beat. It was it was something else, and the atmosphere was pretty incredible. Chris, uh, I think a, one of the our biggest challenges this season at points is going to be complacency. I think we lost two goals because we were a little bit complacent more than anything else. We were two 0 up, two 0 up, half an hour gone. You're kind of like, oh, the game's over, and then. Obviously, they scored from, again, just kind of laps and concentration. You know, Bolly's Bolly's almost unlucky the way he hits the ball, um, and it kind of breaks for the for the striker and that. But uh, I thought we were brilliant. I thought in patches we were, you know, 
menacing. Um, very menacing. <laughs> you could wipe their ass with it. <laughs> no, I thought we were really, really good. And I think that uh, our wide players, obviously we'll talk about Ellie Unissi and um, I thought obviously Forrest had an assist as well. But we just, we stretch teams, we stretch them so wide and uh, they just can't contain us. And it's, yeah, we're brilliant to see. Uh, going into the game... Going into the game, the Hibs had absolutely, you know, no one gave them a chance. I was actually quite surprised at just how, whenever I heard anybody on the radio or on the TV talk about it in the build-up to the game, it was, I mean, the Hibs were just completely written off. And it is a cup game. I mean, you, you, you never know, but they were just completely written off from the start. And then Somani mentioned the fact that we, we looked as if we had a couple more gears to go up. We didn't really get anyone near our best did we I, I didn't think that we really looked as if we had to be it was almost as if you know they got us you know we had a, a sloppy moment gave them a goal and we just thought right okay let's go and score another one they, they had quite a, blase they, at times they had a period of about 10 10 15 minutes where they just had possession they, they were quite toothless at, you know in terms of penetration at the end but um yeah they, they had they had a period where if they'd scored another goal then mm, who knows? Yeah. But then I think, as Sir Manny says, I think we probably just would have went up a level and scored a couple more. That's we yeah. sit on we sit on that fence. I said this on the agenda. We sit on that fence of like um, brilliance and madness. You know, we're, we're really going to toe that line the whole season, and we're going to lose games. But that's just the nature of our style of play. And you know what? We'll probably we'll win more than we'll lose. I'm I'm okay with it. I reckon just talking about the goals and the amount of you know and the amount of gears that we still have to go up. I think. We could put eight, nine, ten. I'm not going to go any higher than that. Eleven <laughs> goals past. We could put several goals past a team. Wow. I think we could put a dozen goals past a team. Thirteen <laughs> goals. Fourteen. No, you can't do it oh, that way. Stupidly. Um, you just, where's your credibility? Sorry. Sorry, I'll flat flat. I'll say twelve. Um, El Yanusi got uh, two goals. Obviously, kind of started the scoring for us with a, a kind of. Bullet header. To be fair, I watched it back tonight, and it, I, I thought it was better than what I, I first realised at the time. Mm. Um, across the goalkeeper, um, were you impressed with him, Chris? Did you think that is he really starting to show us that he's you know one of the best players that we have now, somebody that we can really rely on? I thought he was man of the match. I thought he was. I thought his work rate was fantastic. Um, the way he brings people into play, as much as the way he takes people on, he's a very different type of winger to James Forrest. Um, but fast, just so fast and uh, really good technically. I, I think there's a reason he went for so much money. Mm-hmm. I know yeah. that. I know that's not seen as a lot of money in England. But to go from the Swiss league when he was at Bal to to Southampton for what sixteen million quid, it's a lot of money. And um, you know, I'm sure we'll touch on whether we can buy him or not. But I, I just he he's starting to really look a class above. And I think that's what we need to do if we're going to bring in loan players. We need to bring in players that are really, really going to improve our squad. I want players brought in, loan players brought in to supplement a really good squad already, not as a you know placeholder for someone else. What one thing that's kind of surprised me about him is the fact that he's been you know so clinical from like the six yard box. I thought as a as a winger um, and the money that he'd went for, I was expecting him probably to be more than the likes of James Forrest. James Forrest cutting inside at pace and rattling one into the top corner. That's kind of more what I expected, but he looks quite comfortable almost playing at times like a a striker would and being, having that killer instinct to get in at the back post or, you know, tap the ball in, which probably right now we don't have because 
you know, Edward's not that type of player. Probably the only other one would be Griffiths. So would you be happy with Griffiths and Bayo kind of out just now? Illinusi as a wee striker? A wee question for the host? Uh, I, don't, I don't know if I want, want him to play like you know necessarily through the middle. I think he's got the license to come in at times when he needs to. But um, he's got the license. He's got the license to be menacing. Hey, you meant to be here? License. That's good. Can flash a license. <laughs> cool. Um, Bowd, who stood out for you on the day? Um, El Unisi was obviously fantastic, but I don't. We've talked about him, Bowd. Yeah, there's no doubt. Man in the match was Scott Brown. <laughs> Doubtless, uh, he was though. He was absolutely fantastic. The well for both his goals, but um, <laughs> just that. Yeah, that's it. Just it happens. It happens. Come on, come on. The first goal, he absolutely dominates his boy. Can... The first goal's a tap in. You should have said the second goal. No, but that, that's the thing. People who don't know much about football might be confused into thinking that first goal wasn't very good. If you watch Brown, and I, I'm not, you know, I might have watched that goal over and over and over again. What he does, he, he absolutely Fluffed dominates his thing. man. He just dominates him and he keeps him where he wants and he keeps on ball side and then gets the tap in. Ball side, ball side. That's a football term. <laughs> Uh, believe they use that in soccer analysis that I term? believe they do we can get Seth on to confirm <laughs> ball side as a uh, ball side ball bag <laughs> but he, he does he, dom- he dominates them um, he was literally <laughs> he was literally in the penalty area just to noise up Scott Allen and then the ball came to him and we went oh here you go there's a goal fucking <laughs> swing a limit it and see yeah. what happens we um, Robert Louis Stevenson taken out it's not bad. That's his. Again, yeah. yeah, I was going to make some Treasure Island joke, but I was, that's, uh, it. that's wow. inserted. Anything yeah. um, else you want to add? <laughs> that's really, I mean, that's all we need to know about Scott Brown. And as I say, that you've said that wasn't even his best goal, and that was a beast of a goal. <laughs> was, I'm not the enemy here. The enemy's sitting in the host seat. Damn right. Um, so, Manny, team came out, Frimpong starts. What are your thoughts? No fear. No fear. No fear. He, and I, I was going to say that. Massive, massive test for him, regardless of the opposition, just to deal with the occasion. Because, you know, it's what is... I, I, think, I feel as if we're going to say this until like his God knows how many games. Yeah, I mean, it's so only his fourth professional game. but Semi-final, to, big semi-final, national stadium. I think, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate that. But I think I think he's a special player. I'm starting to kind of... I don't, don't want to get carried away. But I think he's going to be the greatest Right back in Europe. <laughs> no, definitely the best since Danny McGrain. Absolutely. Yeah. No, all joking aside, he looks a really, really special player, right? So some people will question the fact he's not been tested defensively yet. I think he has. I just don't think he's probably. I, I think he's dealt pe- with it. Yeah, I think people are waiting for him to play in Europe or against them, right? And then they'll make a judgment on his defensive abilities. Is that fair? <sighs> I suppose you do that with anybody some subconsciously, but he's played some tough. I mean, he played he's he's played some tough, you know fairly tough games. Do you know what I mean? And it's not he's not looked out of place. Right yeah. now, the fact of the matter is that he's in the mix when we've had somebody like El Hamed who's really not put a foot wrong. Really, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Some people will talk about the first close well, game and stuff. International like experienced player as well. Yeah, he's a guy who surprised most of us in terms of. Um, what league he came from and, and how well he's performed and all that. But the fact is, Frimpong's coming in and a lot of people would, wouldn't would be bothered 
who was picked out of the two of them. That's because Frimpong's so exciting to watch going forward. He's there's everything about him's just fun to watch. I think he epitomises the team just now. In terms of, I think I said it in the WhatsApp and a few other people, we're really fun to watch. It's it's enjoyable watching us when we're in full flow. Do you think he, he's the poster boy of that? Do you think we're allowed to get carried away with him? Or do we need to kind of temper it a wee bit? Because sometimes it's, we can, and then he'll, then he'll have, I mean, he's inevitably going to make a mistake at some point. Of course he will. Well, look, how, look how everyone's starting to turn on Ayer. Because <laughs> he's made a couple of mistakes. I think we need to. We th- sometimes it's correct to turn. On players, it no, is I, incorrect. I, th- I think, I think, it's, I think it's correct to give people uh, constructive criticism on their performance, of course. But there's a difference between doing that and just shouting at the top of your lungs, "He's shite now," because that's not helpful. Ayer's not shite now. Frimpong will probably go through a period where he's not at his top. That's absolutely fine. I think we are probably getting carried away, but at the same time, he's been. Fantastic. There was four one, games in. There was one moment where, the, and it was in the lead up to uh, El Yunusi's chance where he hit the post in the second half. Yeah. Um, but it all starts from Frimpong. Basically, just it, it, it was the strength of him, which is, you know, you think a young player, yeah. he's maybe not <clears> going to be as physically able against some, some of the bigger players in the league. But he held off this defender, turned him, and played a ball and inside. I think it was, I think it was Tam. And it then played the ball out to and you say, but it was just his strength to turn and his awareness to just play the simple ball and keep keep play moving. He know? seems to quite relish the. Um, I was talking to Alan Edgar about it. Like he seems to quite relish the physical aspect of the game for such a young player. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he's really really fast. So his recovery, if he does lose the ball, his recovery's he's right back there as, as quick as he's lost it. Um, by the way, see when I said we're getting carried away, what I mean is um, it's it's. F- <laughs> I just want to hope that he's protected because you don't want yeah. to, you know, look what we did to Kieran Tierney. Look, and McGregor's played 45 billion games in the last two seasons and Celtic seemed to be, for some weird reason, taking pride in that fact. Well, Lennon's came out and said, he asked him, do you want a rest? He said, no. You're thinking, well, your job's to tell him when he yeah. needs a rest. Well, that's, you're do not... Do, uh, do you know what I mean? Aye. But you, you're right. A but player's the, always going to say, I want to play. Of course, of course. But the difference, the difference in this situation with Tierney um, as we've got other right backs, yeah, we've got. We've, I mean, we've got. This is the best set of fullbacks we've had. Maybe in terms of balance, the fact that we've got four good ones ever. Well, in living memory, yeah. I can think. I mean, we always had Tierney, and then you had Lustig, but they were you only had them two yeah, really, and that Lustig was already past his prime, if you will. Do you know what I mean? So you never had Tierney and Lustig at their primes together, if you will. Yeah. So you always had a bit of an imbalance. Just now you've got you'd be comfortable with ball and goalie. Taylor when he came on, um I thought Taylor looked really good. Taylor yeah, looked yeah. good. We know what he can do. He's only going to get better. We'll have to wait a bit, but that's fine. Uh, well, I think he might play on Thursday. He's registered in the UEFA squad and also uh Bolly's a big doubt. So potentially Not Europe yet. No, sorry. Oh, but just on the Europe front, uh, Frimpong isn't registered, so he can't play. Uh, segment spoiler. Jesus. Sorry, there's all my questions. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So I, suppo- so I suppose on Frimpong, should we get carried away? Probably not. Are we going to? Yeah. Definitely, yes. Speaking of getting carried away, let's uh, let's talk about Tam in the 10. He was uh, pretty damn sensational at the weekend. <laughs> you could tell his way of passes back, his touches back. <laughs> Tam's back from the World Cup. I think it's all fair to say. Somebody? What, what what tournament were we playing in on Saturday? Betfred Cup. The League Cup? Yep. Domestic tournament? 
I see what you're doing here. Domestic Tam. Domestic Tam's fine though. We need domestic Domestic No, but come on. Eight, no, no, eight. listen. No, no. Come on. In, in all seriousness, oh, because un- unlike you, who can't utter the words that Scott Brown... Um, flip-flops, son. Come on. Go on. You flip-flop. If you Dive flip- into these flip-flops. That's it. I mean, Tam's great when... Scott carries him for games. Like Scott the semi, carries him. What we've seen from Tam in the last few games is because we didn't do it one last week. So obviously Aberdeen, yeah, he played, yeah. He played well. Yeah, you're seeing a reemergence of some of these nice touches and things like that, and it's it's really welcome because we've talked about how we need a player like Rogic, that wee guy that can wee guy, he's quite tall. <laughs> yeah. That's what a player who can unlock unlock a, a packed defence, a wee bit of tight, um, uh, and a, you know, any tight spaces and things like that. Um, even when Tam's on form though and I've said this a long time there's at times where he's a luxury he still doesn't get into that first 11 for me it's still Brown McGregor and Christie but see having Tam been able to do that all joking aside even if it is domestically you want that you definitely yeah. want that and it's good to see it is good to see him get his touch back a bit and some of the I mean up, up at Pataudry the, the wee ball in for El Yunusi holding it off for Forrest I was thinking I've talked about this, but it was the, the, the reaction. reaction. Yeah. Um, the reaction then, podcast on patreon.com slash name, isn't it? Oh, good, good, good seg there. Uh, and then he's cross on El Yunus's chest. It was great. It was fantastic. Um, that's what you need. That's what you want Tam to do. You know you, what I mean? You want Tam playing with a smile on his face in the, yeah. in the last couple of games he has, because before that, he looked like he was just, he was frustrated because he wasn't able to get his touch. I, I think at times, the times at the weekend, he he was also dictating. He was dictating play, but to be fair, he was given a lot of space in the middle of the park um, in that number ten to 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 pick the passes. But to be fair, there was times where he did just keep it simple. Like for example, that one I was I was talking about earlier with El Yunusi hitting the post. I mean, Tam picks it up in the middle of the pitch and immediately play. And the thing, the the key thing was maybe in the, the the first few games back, he was playing balls too slow, so the player had to come to the ball, or he was playing mm. it behind him. Every every pass he made was sharp, right into a player's feet or right into the path, and it looks as if he's he's getting there now. And I think there's also a large part of it is confidence. And he's going to need to build yeah, up a bit of confidence again. In December, he turns 27. It's not as if he's a pastor or old player. He's got Well, actually, yeah, a player in that position should be shot at 23. You wow. went to see the Terminator last night. So did, was, did, that, did that influence that? It was, it was actually this afternoon. Christian Wolf, this afternoon, so. Christian Wolf or, or, or Arnold Schwarzenegger, your choice. But you're right in terms of confidence. Talking about the space he had on Saturday, I would say he got that at Pataudry as well. I think in terms of... Uh, we talked about... I wasn't sure what they're pressing. You know, there wasn't any sort of high press or anything like that from them. So it afforded time a lot of space. But when he's playing passes, assisting, um, making assists, although they don't count for anything according to Christian, that'll build his confidence up. Yeah. And and you know, I think Tam's an asset for the team. You know. Um. So no, it was good to see. It really is good to see. Um. But you it's know, like his link up with Forrest as well. That can't be understated. They're wee pals. And that sort of half space but is I su- terrific. I suppose, we're just, see if he's a bit more up to speed, right? And I know we'll come and talk about Lazio on, on, on Thursday. I, you wouldn't start him, right? You, I would not start no. him there. And people talk about Tam coming off the bench, but if he's a bit sharper in terms of the games he's got, he might be an option if we were chasing for something. Tam, so that's always something that's good to have. Tam always plays well in games against Aberdeen. He always plays well in games against Rangers and he always plays well in cup finals. 
Rangers Cup final. You know, at the, even at this point, Tam has to start. Calm down. <laughs> I love it. This is this is tremendous. Tam Rogic propaganda podcast. Absolutely. TRPP. <laughs> TRPP. <laughs> wow. Bout was um, just doing a wee pee there. Was that a pee? Just doing a wee urine. It was a, it was a lovely pee. Lovely. Lovely. Um, so the the only other goal that we haven't spoke about was um, McGregor's goal. He got the second. Um, you have to talk about Eddie. Come on. Uh, Eddie was a machine. Ed, Eddie playing Eddie playing a, a kind of different role. He, he seemed to be the link. You know, the, the link person. He was he was quite happy to stay out kind of wider at the edge of the box and play people in and. Um, Kind of maybe, I, I don't know, watching it, it just made me think of, you know, maybe he was just an extra level of maturity about him at the weekend. It wasn't all about him. It was about the team and he could better serve the team by playing other people in. See, if that was a lot of other strikers, the two goals, the two balls that he puts into the box, a lot of the strikers are just hitting a shot yeah. there. Mm-hmm. And, and see, that. even if he had, you wouldn't necessarily, you know, scream at him for doing it because he might have scored one of them. But the I think f- the f- maturity, I think, yeah. is a really good the, point. The first, the, was it his first touch... The to take the pass, ball in his stride, I mean, just uh, sensational. Um, I, I genuinely think Eddie is getting to levels that we've not seen since Dembele. The big L. <laughs> since the big L. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he surpasses Dembele for me now. Yeah, I, I think, I don't know, I think people are... I think we're rewriting history a little bit with Dembele well, as yeah, well. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, I think... See, I I fit, the problem with Dembele was he wasn't often fit, you know. Nah, he had a long period problems. of time where he wasn't, but yeah. really cutting it. This was a guy who... I mean, see his performance at home against Man City. And Man City being a top... I mean... I think Dembele. The problem with Dembele is he's he didn't have a lot of fitness, it, and then he's he's uh, maybe, at times maybe he lacked a bit of finesse though. He, he lacked a bit of finesse at times. Know, His I first touch was never always, uh, never well, the I mean, best. You could you could, you could um, put that charge at uh, Eddie's door as well. I think. I think Eddie's first touch is always excellent. I think sometimes the second touch is a bit uh, of a. <laughs> well, the thing about it, I'm not. I'm not. That's not criticizing him. That's, that's just saying. Criticizing. I think. We're, I think, we're I think all it, levels here. I mean, yeah. you, you've got to forget Dembele. Dembele's been linked with Man United, linked with Juventus and stuff like that. Now he may have been going through a quiet spell in France. Maybe he hasn't. I'm not even paying attention to him, to be perfectly honest. Mm. But the guy's was a real, real class act, and I think Eddie can be, become better than him. He can, but. I don't, don't know if he's there yet. I don't. I, I don't know. I think that the levels that Dembele got to are still a wee bit ahead of Eddie, but that that leaves lots of room for Eddie yeah. to be an amazing player for us. I think your point about maturity though is is a very accurate one. I think he's starting to, um, I, you know, when he first came in, I think he was quite. He was a wee guy. This was his second chance at kind of, you know, because obviously everything that happened in France. And maybe he was a, bit, a little bit too eager to score. I'm talking about the very beginning. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Whereas now, I think Louis nails it. I think he's more about the, he's more of a team player. He's probably more of a team player than Dembele was. And again, that's absolutely no criticism about Dembele. That's just different types of players. Growing and, up, and, and ju- sorry, okay. starting to play in another a foreign country is... Will, will do a lot for a player's maturity, you know. If unless you and, go and the other also, way and you can't yeah. cope with it, also know. being the main man for a team, yeah. Well, that's which, it. Which, you, which you hadn't had a team of our stature, indeed. Um, what just on your your point there, like when when he first started, the the thing that was always leveled at him was he's raw, Eddie's raw, I and, said and, that. and that's something that's been said recently about Bio. Now, I'm not saying Bio's of, I, I'd be very surprised if he's going to get to those levels, but. You'd have to get it, fit first. It t- yeah, but it, it clearly takes time, but players obviously can, 
you know, they, they do improve with their training and the, 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 their time here with us. So, you it's know, hard, maybe, maybe you know, there's, there's players that come in the door that maybe don't get a fair crack of the whip. I think, I think the, toughest, the two toughest positions for a young player coming in is central defence and forward. If you're a central defence... Well, central defence, if you can see that goal... And a goalkeeper. If you're central... Midfield's quite challenging as well. Fullbacks a bit dicey. Jesus Christ. See, being a sub sometimes, that is difficult (laughs) mentally. Um, Sweeper. Jesus. I've had a fun. Go on, continue. So this obviously sets us up for a final um, next month against um, Glasgow Rangers, founded in 2012. They came. Safeco. They came through. <laughs> no, I mean, the Rangers International. They came through. Um, the a game against Hearts on Sunday. Did anybody see the game? I watched the. I watched the first fifty minutes. <coughs> it was dire, wasn't it? Uh, hearts were fucking honking, but Rangers weren't that much better. They're no. just better organised. I, I, I thought they were terrible until they scored the goal, and then it all changed. But Hearts just looked like a team that would. They just didn't want to be there. They yeah. just really did not want to be there. Um, and um, see uh, their manager, um, what do you call him again? Uh, Austin McPhee. He looks like a skeleton, right? He's found skin a skin suit, and he the skeleton doesn't know how to put the skin suit on, so he's just kind of put it on, and he's not put it on right, and it's stretched. It also looks like a guy with a nickelback. No, he doesn't. Chad Kruger? Yeah. Chad Kruger has the name of a skeleton that's found a skin <laughs> that's suit. That's true. So, that's true. Um, Oi, quick question, quick fire question. Go. Yes or no answer. Do you own a Nickelback album? No. Yes, you do. Jesus <laughs> don't look at me like that. No, no, you don't own a Nickelback album. You own them all. No. Yeah. A, a single might have been on my iPod back in the day, but that'd be about it. Oh, um, bef- before, before we move on, just quickly on the cups. We spoke at the beginning of the season when we thought we, you know, we predicted what might happen this season. I don't think any of us really, truly thought that we would deliver another treble which has been confirmed I believe yes, that's aye, happened aye. Yep. that um, changed earlier on <laughs> yeah I mean until now but um, when it comes to the Cups this season and going for the 10 and all that sort of stuff are we as desperate to win it yes have to be now I mean see if you'd said to me if you could say you'll take the league in the Scottish Cup or even even just the league if they said you can ha- you take the league you'd take it right? if it was because guaranteed it, yeah if it was guaranteed right the league cup said it on here before not that interested in it until until but, you get to the final well right, until you get to the final and you're playing until, them until yeah. you get to the semi I think well I suppose it's not even that I'm not well, that I, interested I, in it probably, it's, the one, it's the one you'd throw yeah, away the, first I, yeah I, I, but, but probably a better question is is it as big a concern if we don't win it no it is yeah. I think yeah. it's a huge uh, concern can he be giving them cups? Can he be giving them cups? Can he give them fucking a cup of the life? They want to be a cup-free zone. You know, a, a football team, in terms of uh, the confidence, it, when when you get confidence, it's terrific, but it's really, really hard to maintain. And if we went to a cup final and we lost to them in the first cup final, doesn't mean we're going to lose a league. doesn't mean we're not going to win the Scottish Cup. It just gives them a little bit of something. And I don't want to give them fucking anything. Nah. And that's the thing as well, because one red card, one dodgy decision makes it a lot harder. Uh, we were denied a stonewall penalty, stonewall yep. penalty. And, you know, the fact that we scored just straight afterwards um, kind of got fucking... Got it right up the referee, yeah? Aye. <laughs> 
<laughs> um, so this Thursday uh, we are away to Lazio there's uh, plenty of towns in Rome right now I think they're going to the Papal College is that right? Scots College Scots College Scots College um, yeah I believe there's a mass on somewhere as well in um, Rome? <laughs> <laughs> surely not huh? when in Rome? yep exclusive um, so we obviously go into this game top of the group um, just obviously standard we've, Celtic we've beat Lazio <laughs> we've beat Lazio at home um, Bout how do we approach it for you does it do we have to change our mentality hugely because we are away in Rome or do we approach it the same way we approached the first game pretty much I think obviously there's an element of being a bit more cautious but frankly um, we've seen we can do damage to them so I f- fuck it go for <laughs> you it just why go for it go smash them um, I've seen the refs are Germans as well so not saying this is Germany's <laughs> chance to definitely point out they're not Nazis <laughs> but you know <laughs> sorry that's pretty xenophobic against 80 million people yeah but you know I'll just go with World it. War 2 yeah about <coughs> sake yeah sorry that was a bit Brexit wasn't it yeah Chris G Yo, um, how do you approach the game on the old football manager? Um, yeah, I mean, when people say stuff like, this is a free hit, this is a, you can just go and play your game. You know, if you can see the goal after five minutes, you know, in Rome against Lazio, you could be onto a hiding. Um, I just think we need to be just compact and smart. We've got Elia Nussi, who is really, really fast, obviously. Um, that's one of his biggest attributes as well as obviously his finishing. James Forrest. So we get two wide players who can break at pace. Um, Edward as a focal point, I think, will just absolutely use his, his, his best team attributes like we've talked about to bring other people in. Um, we, everyone has to play well. I mean, it's I, I'm a, I would like us to approach it like we would approach it if we were, you know, like third in the group, like you know that where we have to win. I'd like it. I'd like us to approach it like it's a must-win game. Keep the mentality going of we need to win every game. I don't like this idea of just go and yeah, batter it. Yeah, no. because uh, as you say, because if we lose against Lazio, which is you know not unlikely, um, then all of a sudden you yeah. only get two games to get the points you need to qualify, and then if you mess up in the next one, yeah, again it's very tough. So, so every like, game you treat like as yeah, you say. Appro- approach it like we we have to win, and yeah. uh, like it's a must-win game, and I think that's it'll get the best of the players. Potentially, I, I kind of maybe a challenging one for Neil Lennon in, in the way that he wants to give the players the belief that they can go there and get a result and beat Lazio after winning the the previous game, but also if they do get beat. He doesn't want them to lose that momentum and lose that confidence, and you know it's a bit of a hard one to judge. How would you approach a game, Samani? Um, I would be a little bit more cautious than we were at Celtic Park. Just yeah, um, I agree with that. I think some of the analysis came out talking about it was on a bit of a tightrope. Obviously, we scored in the last minute, but just in terms of our positioning in the park, the fact that we can lose it, I don't think should be. Yeah, I think you can look at that two ways. It would allow us to express ourselves, but it could allow us just to write it off, which I don't think we should do. Yeah. I think the, the Ren uh, game's probably the blueprint, really, if we could yeah, replicate yeah. that kind yeah. of and approach. Good point. The, the thing we've got guys like Julian um and um El Hamed and I are when he's when he's on form. When he's not making mistakes. When he's not making mistakes. Um like he did in uh, at the weekend. At the, 
Oh, you're going to highlight another one? Go for it. Uh, away and Wren. Huh? Um, no, but when these guys, these guys can defend, especially Julian, you know, we've got, you, can, you said yeah. it, I think he'll be better when he has to defend. Yeah. So I think the fact that these guys, we've got, we've got Foster as well, and the fact, the fact that we can defend and we've got guys with pace means that we can try to break quite often the flats who are coming onto us, which is the way I would kind of say, I wouldn't set up solely on the counter, but I think they would have that option. The fact that we're, we, we can have quite a solid back line that are capable of withholding them means that we can kind of build that and, 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 and go forward. So I would I would be more cautious than we were at, at Celtic Park. Wouldn't go backs to the wall, but I'd certainly look to try and soak up some of their play. And then what they tried to do to us, essentially, at Celtic yeah. Park, they yeah. did it really effectively for their goal. Um we should maybe try and kind of replicate that over there, and I think that's that's what we might end up doing. Lazio played at the the weekend. They won two one against uh, AC Milan. Can we just say uh, for those people who haven't watched football since the nineties, AC Milan are no <laughs> shite, and that result yeah. means nothing. nothing. Pretty it's, dire. Dire. it's our first win in the sense he'd own like twelve years or something. No? But in terms of Aye, in terms of the team that played, it is not. Um, it's only a couple of changes away from the team that played against us at, uh, at Celtic Park. Um, it will be interesting to see how they approach the game. Whether the likes of Mobley starts this well, time around. There's a rumor that Mobley's injured. Um, so I mean, nothing's been confirmed Great yet. Great um, but yeah. we'll take it. Yeah, that he's a doubt at least. Savage, FIFA. Yeah. Who for who for you, Chris, impressed you from Lazio in the, in the first game? Did anybody stand out and you think we really need to keep more of an eye on them in this game? Uh, not individuals, but it was a sense of how, more about how they played as a team. And I think Chris kind of sums it up really well. They're a really good unit. Obviously, they've got like, uh, you know, a Mobley and Savage and stuff. But like, as a unit, I think they work really, really well. Um, I mean, they're fifth in Serie A for a reason. And I think... We need to be Celtic. Really need to start this game really well. We need, we need to no stupid mistakes. Focused, um, and I know that's how you. Should, I know it's cliche. That's how you should start every game. But my big fear would be we lose an early goal and then the capitulation happens. Um, that mm. has happened in the past. It didn't happen in rain, um, which is good. Um, but from a focus point of view, we just really need to make sure that we don't give the ball away all the time. When we've got yeah. possession, make it count because Lazio will cut you open and they're very quick to go from back to front, especially at home. So, Do you think that like, you would expect them to dominate the ball at home and, and be on the front foot most of the time? One player that played in the game um, and he just sat right in the middle of the, the park, which you do every game, but is Lucas Leva, who obviously played for Liverpool. He's you know, getting on towards the end of his career now, but he's a player who's so intelligent, he finds the space and he just seems to have acres of space around him to yeah. accept the ball and dictate things. Unless Scott D- Brown's playing. Well, that's what, I was gonna, that's what I was going to say to you about. Do you just man-mark him? Do you put someone on him? Because this is what... The only thing is, though, this is what probably Scott Brown does for us and other teams have always struggled to, you know... Him. You know, famously, the, the blue half of Glasgow... Anytime we come up against them, they can't really deal with them. He also, Scott Brown also maybe drops a wee bit deeper, so he's at a space where midfielders maybe don't want to go and press. If Lucas is going to dictate things, do we just put someone tight on him, and like Ryan Christie, for example, and say, you sit on him anytime he's got the ball, hunt him down right away? 
It's a good point. The, the danger with that, as you see, whether you're taking a Scott Brown out of the game or you're taking a Ryan Christie, because Ryan Christie could be very, very dangerous against him. Um, this is a game built for Ryan Christie for me. But yeah. the, the good thing with Christie is, I suppose, if he is playing that role, as soon as we win the ball back, he's then in a good position to advance and find space further up to take the ball in. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. That's and he is, we know, as much as Ryan Christie is an attacking player, he's... He can make a challenge. Sometimes he can half a guy, guy. But, I, but he's he's very capable. One of, one, one of the, sometimes one of the problems with Ryan Christie is he wins the ball back and breaks ahead of everyone. So he's almost he's too good. No, but he, 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 he moves the ball too quick sometimes, and sometimes we can't kind of keep up with him. So it's again, uh, uh, it's all about how we use the ball, what we're doing off the ball, and how we use the ball when we get it. There's no need. I'd rather keep possession than gain territory than the other way around because essentially the, the, they will cut us open quick and fast. And uh, intelligence on the ball and just keeping possession is key, I think. But th- that's fucking. I mean, that's obviously obvious, but still. So, so when it, sometimes we just don't do it. Yeah. Mm. When it comes to the the starting lineup, obviously Fraser Foster on goal. As you said earlier, Chris Frimpong isn't registered, so he can't play it right back. So we would obviously assume that Elhamid will be fit and ready to go. Yeah. Um, yeah. The two centre halves picked themselves, unfortunately, and then oh, Colin Colley. I, I know Will's going to be listening. I want to wind them up. Um, you said Greg Taylor? Well, um, so Bolly at this point, uh, Lennon said post match on Sunday that Bolly's struggling. Because um, he came off at half time. See, Brown was a doubt for the semi. Yeah, he did. He also admitted that he did that, said that on purpose to kind of get a foothold. So fair enough. But mind I mean, games. But Bolly, Bolly did come off at half time. Oh well, Brown did as well. But did, so did, did he say Bolly was injured in Italian? He said. <laughs> no, he said no, he, he said Aggie Mobley. Like oh suit. Jesus, Bolly's out. We've got a chance here. He says he says he's sick. Okay. But no, I mean, so you, you never know. We'll, we can hopefully we'll find out tomorrow, but uh, he is. But if he's, he's fit, he plays. If he's if he's fit, he plays. That back four mm-hmm. picks itself now for European games specifically. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's maybe a maybe this going away in Europe when you maybe do have to be a wee bit more cautious when you do need to be a wee bit more defensive minded? Maybe the likes of Greg Taylor would be better suited. I don't think Bolly. I don't know why people are criticising Bolly defensively. I think Bolly's fine mm-hmm. defensively. I thought his covering on. Saturday specifically when he covered round about three or four times was excellent also I mean for this game Taylor's just not had any game time yeah so you're not you wouldn't choose Taylor over Ball and Golly right now other than yeah if you had to if you had to and I think if you do choose Greg Taylor he'll be fine I mean Scotland when he played for Scotland against Belgium that was his first kind of start for Scotland Um, and don't get me wrong Scotland lost heavily but they they did well for the first sort of 35-40 minutes and, and Greg Taylor was Great, he was up against De Bruyne and, and he, d- he did well. He obviously got you know, rinsed a couple of times, but that's because De Bruyne is one of the best players in the world. But yeah. overall, he handled the he handled the occasion fine. Chris O'Mahony, midfield free. Brown, McGregor and Christie. Easy. Any objections to that? Uh, no. No question. And Cham, is Cham fit? He is. Uh, he might be Cameroonian international. Cameron, well, he's been yeah, he's been called up to the the squad. He's not. Does that mean that he is? He's 
said that he wants to play for Cameroon. Is that what, how that works? What he said is they've, they've called him up. He's accepted the... Co- it's a reserve list, so it's not the actual squad. He said he's taking his time to think about it because you know, he's 23 now. He can't really... He's not got... He's probably... He's not playing for Celtics. He's not going to break out of the France squad at this point. Whereas Cameroon would give him the option to play. So his parents are both cam- from Cameroon. And uh, yeah, I think... Uh, I 23. In terms of French internationals, so you get guys like you know Mbappe and all that breaking in at eighteen. So if you if you don't get in there nice and quick, you're in trouble. It's like maybe not quite at the levels of the Spanish midfield a few years back. The yeah. central midfielders they had. I yeah. mean, maybe not quite, but there's some real quality in that French yeah. central midfield. So even if he was playing at the top of his game right now, I still might he wouldn't get in. Still harder to get into the Celtic midfield. Oh fucking correct. You tell. <laughs> what was the what was the last game that he came on? Was it the Aberdeen game he came on? He came on against uh, what do you call it the the midweek game, the St Mirren. Ah, the St Mirren game. Yeah, because he he came on and I thought his passing in the first kind of five ten minutes that he was on the park was sensational. And then he, he, he just disappeared. I think he's a great player. I think he's just. I, think I want he's to see just, more minutes that, for him, but that, that's this isn't problem. the game to start giving them minutes. It may be the game to bring him on with the last sort of 15, 20 minutes because his range of passing is great yeah. and uh, class. I, I think he's a great player. I just uh, my, the big thing is going to be he's our player. We've got him for four years. Signed a four year deal last season. It's just whether I don't know. Can you keep you keep him can, happy? Can you keep him happy? Do you want an unhappy player on your? Your thing you wouldn't. You've always had the impression, and Cham, that he'll he'll move on. But the hope would you would always get one big phenomenal from. season from him to put him himself in the shop window and, and and get his move. It doesn't seem like that just now. Do you know? It's it's you've seen moments from him. You know when they came on at Ibrox earlier in the season. Yeah. It was brilliant. You know, and you, you start of last season as well. I remember him absolutely dictating the game at Celtic Park against them. It, 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 those, it, it might take an injury to someone else for him to get the chance to get in and get that on a game. But we've got so many players who come in, do okay, but you know they're never going to come in. Like Greg Taylor. Greg Taylor did really well against St Mirren, but I was saying to uh, you know a few people that essentially, when's he Greg's going to play? And that's that's you know that's good. We've got a big squad. But our first team is so tight and so good. Um, our second, our, our squad is actually really good in that the guys that are pushing the other guys are not far off their level. Mm. But it is tough because you know when does when does Taylor get his yeah. run of three or four games? It's the nature of Celtic as well. Yeah. three points. When does Cham and Cham get the, his run of games? I mean, it's a good. It problem might be an have. injury. It might but, be an injury yeah. that 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 will require um, them to start. Yeah, and then the the forward three, if you like, uh, El Unice, Forrest, and Eddie picks itself. Picks itself yeah. I mean, the team pretty much does pick itself now, which is which is a good thing to have. It's not we've not really had a consistent, you know, near enough consistent starting eleven for a long time, and we no. more or less, I think Neil Lennon knows the strong. Well, maybe Frimpong's maybe been the one that's mm-hmm. maybe cast a bit of doubt, but he pretty much knows the strongest eleven. I really do think so, Frimpong. Come March, April time could be a first team pick, could be. Like, and then you've got an outstanding backup in El Hamid. Yeah, well, El Hamid. I mean, you're absolutely right in terms of. I mean, El Yunusi coming in. I mean, think about the form Mikey Johnson was in at the start of the season. That's the thing as well. Yep. You do because Mikey Johnson's ours, so you definitely want to be getting him game time when he's fit as well. But El Yunusi's. 
but, uh, uh, but having that, uh, having the strength of two quality players in every position, you know, we're getting to a point where we've got it almost in every position, which is good. So Manny's points thingy though, because I was thinking about this and I was looking back and watching some of the highlights. Mikey Johnson was on fire at the start of the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was fantastic. He was scoring goals. Um, he was making things happen. Um, and it's just unfortunate that obviously injuries have, have kind of taken place. But Elinus, he's not going to sign. So no. Johnson just he'll be fine for next season. Do you know what I mean? He'll be he'll play games this season, and you know hopefully next season he can really push on. Yeah. Prediction time, Somani. How do you what do you, what do you think is going to happen in Rome? In Rome. Rome. Oh, he's doing the big build up. I love it. Means business. I fucking love it. Half time. Oh, Lazio one, Celtic. No. <gasps> oh, for fuck's sake. That's half time, lads. <laughs> We're just halfway through. Second half kicks off. Okay, here we go. Just blow by blow here. <laughs> Fast forward 45 minutes. <laughs> 48, three minutes injury time. <clears throat> Let's see. One. <gasps> Celtic. One. Oh. Let's see. Eight. Celtic. No, I think it will be. Same again, 2-1. Eddie and Elanusi getting goals for Celtic. Wow. Good work. Wow. Chris? Uh, I think one each. I think uh, I think Sermani's blow-by-blow account of the game. I think I think they'll, they'll take the lead. In. I think very similar to Ren, um, except it'll be an Elanusi break and uh, <coughs> we'll score. One each. Great result, hopefully. Uh, I'm going to go two each. I'm going to go El Hamid with a goal. <laughs> I like you it. Laugh. Daniel Arzani with the back post <laughs> equaliser. Right? You laugh and scoff. Just wait till next week. I hope you have. I can hope you're right, man. Oh, thanks. And um, big iron. No, James Forrest. Uh, gym Close. Bag. Gym bag. Uh, aye, big gym bag. Um, so that brings us on to uh, league business. So this got, Sunday, got questions as well. We have got questions. Don't worry, we'll get to the questions. Okay. We've got AOCB too. Um, so Motherwell on Sunday, last game before another international break. Um, fuck, I hate those things. Um, Motherwell are th- currently third in the in the league. You know uh, we're at the top by matter goal difference. We're at home, but it's going to be a difficult game. Arguably one of our tougher games at home that we'll have in the league with the form that Motherwell are in. It's same old question that we've had the last couple of times. Do we rotate? Do you bring in the likes of Greg Taylor if he doesn't play? Do we have any concerns about that? Or if the first 11 are all fit and come through Thursday, do they just play again? I watched uh, Motherwell uh, at Ibrox and um, they were compact. They were well drilled, hard to break down, scored a goal um, and Rangers really, really struggled. Rangers really struggled. How they won that, I don't know. Um, Masons. <laughs> Agreed. Um, aye, so what I would say is uh, it'll be a tough game and let's not take it lightly because I think they'll, they'll, I think we'll win, but I just think it'll be a slog. A slog. Uh, and also, aye, let's just play our best having it for every game. Aye? Aye, fuck it. I don't think we need to rotate. So, Manny, you're a, you like a bit of rotation? Love it. Like to rotate stuff. I think um, 
Rotator. Yeah, I, I am the Rotator. <laughs> the big Rotator. Like, that's a new nickname, the Rotator. <laughs> Please remember that for next week. He's, he writing that, he's actually writing down a Rotator. He likes uh, to rotate his opinions. Anyway, crack on. <laughs> oh, well done, Thanks. That was almost witty. Um... No, I mean, I think the fact that we've got... We've just talked about how we've got players in certain positions that are almost at the same level of the players in front of them. Now, this would be an ideal opportunity to give them some game time without making wholesale changes. Um, I'm going to fire two names at you and you just say yes and yes. Okay. Tom Rogic and Johnson. Johnson, oh, he was on the bench last week. He was on the bench. Yeah. Possibly. Interesting. El Yunusi is in such good form. Maybe not, but... It's a game before the international break, though, as well. So. Yeah. Um, the other thing I would say about rotating, which I would normally agree with, I think if Bolly's fit, you're talking about Motherwell and being quite hard to break down. Bolly's the kind of player you want in there. Yeah. Um, Frimpong, maybe, because, again, he's got that energy, bring something different. So. He has a rest during the week, you yeah. know. Is that Does he know in the Dutch under twenty squad? From the Dutch under twenty squad, aye. Right. You get called up. Um, but it's a chance to kind of. That's, that's after the game, though. Maybe right so the wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's maybe a chance to right the wrong of the Livingston game before the last international break. Do you think? Sorry, to jump in, Lloyd, But do you think that um, it's a case of so if Greg Taylor plays against Lazio and he plays well, and then he plays against Motherwell, um, Motherwell and he plays well, is it a case of the person? in control of the jersey keeps it or do you think he'd go back to Bolly after that no because we've seen with Ayer you make mistakes and have a shy game you don't get a jersey taken off you so well I, I think what you're it, a I think thanks I think there's players Lennon knows that he wants to play Foster being a big one I mean yeah okay we've all had issues with Gordon at times and certainly issues with Bain so you knew Foster if he was anything like he previously was was the number one goalkeeper but he quite easily could have waited for either of them to fuck up. Aye. Yeah. But he didn't. He just put him straight in because he was the man. And I think that might be the case in some other, some of the positions in the park. Um, yeah, I think I think you're probably right, aye. So, we but don't like, know, we'll see. If t- I mean, if Taylor comes in and he plays like really well against Lazio and uh, comes in, takes up a, go- a couple of goals against Motherwell, plays well, it's food for thought. I think because I mean, Frimpong, I mean, Frimpong, you know, we we started the season and it was El Hamid, simply El Hamid. Now it's Frimpong is looking like you yeah. know he's going to really challenge him. No, he definitely. You've got to weigh people up in your games, but Bolly's that good right now that he'd have to do a lot. Although obviously, if he's going away to Lazio and putting in a performance, then yeah, I, I don't even necessarily mean over these two games. I just mean if he gets in, plays a couple of games, you know, it's, it'll be interesting to see. I think one of the biggest interesting things that, for the whole season is. <laughs> who's going to play and we've not yeah. we've not failed at that for a while because the, the quality is so good all over the park and, and again we've talked about it previously there's still guys out there in that squad who are nowhere near it but could potentially are talented players but yeah. yeah you get guys like Shved or Zani who Sinclair Sinclair like, who may come on guys like Kouassi as well and I still think he's the next great hope but we'll probably never see it but I mean what, what I'm saying is Frimpong and Preston training, Lennon putting forward after that. These guys might start to make a real showing in training and then if you they might want, start to see them in yeah. the squad. So, I mean... They've got to want it and maybe they've just... I think Afalabi, when Afalabi gets back from gets yeah, full fitness, yeah. I think he will be there or thereabouts. Yep. So that moves us on to... Top, in fact, yeah. before we move on, so just to be clear, rotator stick, Samani. 
He's a rotator. Have you? He's <laughs> he's I know. I just like him to confirm his stance, please, out his own mouth. What's my name? The rotator. So rotate. Fantastic. About um, some mild rotation. <laughs> oh, my rotation's I mild as well. Oh, right, okay. But you're rotating nonetheless, Gal. Um, I would probably bring in one or two. I'd, I'd bring Tam. You literally just said players. Yeah, you did say our, our strongest so eleven at every opportunity. Right. Mild rotation flop. is not the same as play your strongest eleven. So, so consistency, the, Christopher. So the the thing is, it's the eighth of January. Um, so the, <laughs> thing is, uh, the thing is, uh, Tam probably for a game against Motherwell. Tam over Christie. Yep, that makes sense. From the European stage to the domestic stage, need, Tam's a man. You for need the job. DT. I, th- I, th- I think you. Um, yeah, I think Tam is the only bit of rotation that should happen, and I'd love to see it. Um, you just missed his I, ratty wee smile there yeah, as he yeah, said that. Um, so moving on to AOCB, um, Scott Bain. We <laughs> mentioned him just there uh, this week. He signed a new contract, kind of out of nowhere. I didn't expect that to happen. Um, did it add another year on his cu- current f- deal? You just shrugged your shoulders. That sums it up, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. No. It's a, f- a three-year deal, isn't it? It's a three- or four-year deal. Was four. a, a, I thought it was a four-year deal. Right, okay. I wasn't sure if it was just extending yeah, his current deal by one year, so he had four. No, it was a four-year deal. It's not a one-year deal, for fuck's yeah. sake. Don't care, Samani? Ben's fine. He's fine. I think it's. I think it's good. Bit of it's, uh, it's a reasonable bit of business. In so much as can, Foster can, could be away. Yeah. Craig Gordon's not getting any younger. I get him a four-year deal. He can't. He, What's the worst Bain, that's going to happen? Bain's going to sit in the bench. Bain really is the ideal backup. He's good, and that's about it. Well, I, he's okay. I always know. had my doubts about Bain. Yeah, and, I, keep, and I was the same. I think he's press. He got a really good press, whereas he, he made quite a few mistakes. Nothing. He never made anything. Like Cluge, well Cluge, like, Cluge yes. was at fault for two of the goals. But there was nothing ever hugely glaring, but he was really bad at putting the ball back into play. Yeah, but see, as a guy who you can bring in and can be steady, he's your man. But I would never be happy with Bain being number one. Uh, four year deal. Um, he's twenty seven now, so that'll take him. Yeah, but, uh, and yeah, if we Bain, bring Bain, may may actually do better in a in a Lennon team than the Rats. That's <laughs> Cluge. It comes back to Cluge. He, no, he, but like, I'm not. I'm not going to hold but, that game but, over him for the whole time because if you look back, I, sounds very much like you're holding that game over him. The I, I entire ju- thing. I just ju- see domestically. See, see, Ben, Ben in a domestic game will domestic be fine. Ben. Domestic Essentially, Ben. Yeah. Domestic Ben. You're getting into it now. <laughs> you see levels. <laughs> but I, I think levels. Levels it is. If if Foster get injured and you have to play Ben and, and listen, I understand the whole idea of you can't I bring was in born on the bench. I would like to play Bain in Europe is the point the, the the other thing that's been discussed obviously and I think uh, Chris one of you um, alluded to it earlier um, a lot of people are obviously with the, the good performances of the likes of Fraser Foster and El Yunusi people are clambering to keep them they want to sign them permanently and that sort of thing and Lennon was also asked by Marcus uh, at the press conference about the possibility of signing or whether Elianusi had done enough to you know trigger them wanting to really push on and try and sign him and he said no um, which is probably just being coy but do we have a realistic coy for my I like it do we some terrific we're all coy for my there's a scarf (laughs) Um, 
do we have a chance, Bow? Do you think we have a chance of either of them, or are there Premier League teams? Well, they're both play for the same Premier League team, but are Southampton just going to? Because they probably need players. I don't see Forster being impossible. I, mean, I think Foster. I think we'll get Foster. He. W- I think he wants to come. Yeah. It's the finance that'll be the problem. I think he. I think he. I think Fraser Foster. How? Anybody know what his current deal is? I mean, he can't have seventy grand a week. Is no, the no. I mean, the, 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 the length that he's got left. I mean, if he's coming towards, so, I think he signed, he signed a big bumper deal about two years ago. Did I they? think. I suppose. I imagine if they go down. There will be some form of cost cutting, sale. yeah, relegation release clause or something like that. Elunusi is a five million get a jail free card if they get relegated. Does he? I might be making that up. That's just I might have dreamt. Vimy Anson told them uh, that because Vimy yeah. Anson knows all about clauses and contracts. Yeah, that's it. I, I think um, if I they think, go down, I think it's more likely. Um, I think Plankton. that. I think that. Um, going to make a really good point here. Oh. The point being uh, that I think Fraser Foster. We'll sign an Elianusi, no chance. Even if we can get him, I think he'll, I think he'll maybe want to stay in England if he can. Or because you know, if, if, if he's taking a ride, is not he? No, I think we're get, we, we're 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 using him and he's using us, which is fair enough. That's what you do with these loan signings. And if if he wants if he wants to sign for us, I think the club could find a way. And uh, he could find a way as well. He'd just have to take a massive pay cut. I, is, I think Foster's got that emotional connection to Celtic that yeah, he yeah. would take a cut the way that Elianusi maybe wouldn't. Um, Possibly, Chris94, yeah. at Chris94 on Twitter, asks, once Sinclair goes, do we use his wages to help bring in uh, Moy permanently or is it just all a pipe dream? On, you know, we, we don't, probably don't really think that we've got a, re- a realistic chance of keeping uh, Moy, but Sinclair... He's totally out of the picture. Well, he can those, leave in those, January, can't those, he? Those mm. wages are going to need to be freed up. Mm. Uh, well, like he can, uh, we could sell him in January and still get. He could sign a pre-contract, but we can we can get money from him in January. That's our last chance to get money. So, couple of quid. I'll put it this way: if someone offered half a million quid for him, it's a half a million quid that we've we've don't have the now, and it's his wages. I mean, the, the the thing about Sinclair, and I think stuff. I think one thing I'll say about thing: there's a lot of. Again, a lot of rewriting about history about Scott Sinclair. Scott Sinclair deserves his place in our recent history of how good he fucking was. People talk about him like he was crap. That first season, (coughs) he was nothing short of sensational. And I know his form went off in the second season, but he still was brilliant. Yeah, even that. I mean, the the first season, like contender for player of the year during the Invincible treble. Yeah. Um, The second season... His, po- his form was a lot poorer. He was still scoring Lots and assisting left, right and centre. And Christian Wolf will tell you, assists and goals are the main stats to look out for. <laughs> um, but no, he, he contributed even when everyone was saying his form, and correctly so, his form had dipped. But that's because but that's, the standards he set in the first yeah, season were so high ridiculous. that you could never uphold them again. You, know? you don't rewrite history. You're absolutely right in terms of the place. His place in our recent history. His place in terms of the treble treble squad. It's cemented. It's done. You know, and I'm delighted that Scott Sinclair played for Celtic. Can't help but think now his time's up. Oh, it's, I think his yeah. I think his time's up. Hi, and the, where he would play. You know, that's where Elianusi's playing and where Johnson's going to play. It's not like you can turn around this. You can't beat Lennon over the head with a stick about not playing Sinclair. No. Yeah. And you have to kind of take. You do have to take into account that he's formed a dip. So I think. It's best for the both of us if he goes. It'd be nice to get a wee 
cameo farewell, out of him, yeah. a wee farewell out of him. But in terms of drawing a line under it, thanks for playing, you know, Done. great memories, move on. Because the guy's still got a few years left in him and it's just not going to be here. But you can't have him as our highest paid player or thereabouts and be third choice for exactly. his position. A good, a good buy game on the 29th at home before the uh, winter break would be nice. A nice way to see him mm-hmm. off. Sure. Right. Well, that's right. a good idea. Um, I'll tell Neil. Cool. Um, Stuart Thompson at 44Stu on Twitter um, asks our closing question of oh, It's not go. much of a question, to be honest. The answer is Patrick Robert. <laughs> Bullshit. There's no question that that's the answer to. We are able to finance a permanent deal for either Elanoussi or Paddy Roberts in the summer. Which one do we sign? Boud? I love Paddy Roberts, but it's Elanoussi all the way. Absolutely <laughs> correct. Credibility. Chris Gallagher. Uh, Paddy Roberts. <laughs> no question. I've never been more excited about a player than I was, and I'm currently about Paddy Roberts. That is why this man hosts and runs and just runs the show and all that with a 90 minute cynic. With a boy. We know your answer. We know my answer. But I'm going to repeat my answer. It's Paddy Roberts. He's 22. He's bubbling away. He wants simmering. To, he's simmering. He wants to come home. There was an article in the Athletic uh, talking about talking exactly about why he should play for Celtic. I've always because been, he's been underappreciated at just about every other place he's been to. Paddy Roberts is going to be the future of Celtic. I'm, I'm, Athletic, I'm glad you, you, I'm, is there a way to get that cheaper? Uh, yes, if you go to <laughs> wait, you, you you do your bit now. So well, you can be in and goes like that. That was better than the Tam Rogic article, wasn't it? Uh, theathletic.co.uk slash 90 minutes cynic if you use that link you will get a month's free worth um, of The Athletic and then you can go on and get 50% off your yearly subscription it's well worth it and uh, Kieran Devlin is part of the Agenda Squad and is on the Agenda every Monday check it out and uh, yeah enjoy Um, I've always been a big fan of The Athletic and Kieran Devlin's uh, output on it so Um, (laughs) And I, and I thought this was his best bit of work, this headline, what happened to Paddy Roberts? It's an age-old question. Don't know where he is anymore, but good luck to the boy in his future endeavours. Um, coming home also, soon, coming uh, home soon. Also, uh, we had a podcast, Desert Island Celtic, which Chris Sermani, it was his turn at the at the podcast mic, where he discussed Celtic's top five loan signings, his Desert Island Celtic top five Celtic loan signings, and we may have mentioned Patrick Roberts. I'm doing this, I'm winking into the camera. Winking, winking, loving Listen it. Out. Louise, um, Desert Island Celts will be coming up soon, um, bound to be of an inferior quality to top the one I made. five domestic games. <laughs> <laughs> top five flippa flops. Good. I love, I love that you saw you use the flip flop chance, brilliant. Um, it's been a wonderful, wonderful uh, hour and uh, ten minutes, Christopher Gallagher. You were, you were good. Thank you very much, Louie. Uh, thanks for having me on your show. Um, you came second in the the, the three Chris race. Um, Bowed. You came third. <laughs> Bloody knew it. But you know what? Thanks for turning up. Did you enjoy yourself? I did. I did. It was a, it was a great, great pleasure. To, to work with some fantastic Chris's. Thank you. Thanks. From so, one Chris to another. So, Manny, you came first. Thanks for coming on my show. Really appreciate that. And we've got our show on Saturday. Oh, well, we do. 
Yes, where it's just us, you don't hear any. Sometimes there's a you know, annoying buzz in the, uh, in the background. Yeah, but pretty yeah. much you just hear our voices for an hour and we talk football, not just Celtic, but across Europe. Mostly and uh, a wee bit of boxing, and this week a wee bit of UFC, although I know you're not a big fan, but hey, a few things we need to mention. Don't worry about that, it'll be mentioned. Combat sports, football, that's about it. <laughs> Did we talk about anything else? Uh, Rat oh, watch. The Rat watch. The Rat watch. Um, so that records on Saturday, and then as soon as it finishes recording, it gets edited and it's put up. It'll be up within ten minutes, so it'll be hot off the press. It's the the headline feature of Tier Three CSC, to be honest with you. Um, so my name's been Louis McCaffrey. It's been tremendous being here, and we'll see you down the road. <laughs>